0: Okay, quick reaction podcast. Uh, Didn't expect to be doing this today. I thought there was a a possibility that it could happen over the next week, but doing it in the middle of the final round of the U.S. Open, which I will be doing a reaction podcast to the U.S. Open, a quick one as well there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to post that Sunday night as I'm recording this at at about 5 p.m. Central on Sunday evening. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to post that tonight or tomorrow morning, but either way, I did this with the Kevin Durant trade, so I think I should do it with the Bradley Beal trade. The uh, Phoenix Suns make another big move, and I did the State of My Sports teams last weekend. I did that podcast then. Uh, I thought the Suns were in an interesting spot going into this offseason. Obviously, a lot of money invested in Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul on the move in this deal, and I'll read the trade here in a moment. I should have taken a drink of water before I started recording, but uh, too late. Okay. So, Matt Spiel became the Phoenix Suns owner in February, and since then he's absolutely just uh, burst onto the scene with new owner syndrome, which is let's get it going. You know, uh, he traded for Kevin Durant. They lost in the second round. He fired Monty Williams. He hired Frank Vogel, traded Chris Paul in this deal, and traded for Bradley Beal. So, uh, look, I mean... It's a it's a we're a long ways away from the days of Robert Sarver being the Suns owner. And there's been multiple explanations added to that phrase. Like the difference is just enormous between the two. And obviously the Suns have taken major risks in the moves that they've made. Whether it's the Durant deal and how much they gave up, I don't think there's much risk in the Beal deal except for how much money you're committing. To three guys, maybe four over the next four years. So I think that could, I think it depends really on whether they trade DeAndre Ayton or not. I'll get into that here in a moment. But uh, either way, let's read off the trade uh, deals. So the Wizards, who are looking to rebuild and, you know, get the Wall and Beal era is over. I think that's been long overdue at this point. Um, So the Suns receive Bradley Beal and they trade Chris Paul. I think all Suns fans should be thankful for what Chris Paul did in his three seasons in Phoenix. Really helped bring the culture to the Valley uh, at great success. Got to the finals, second round twice, won a lot of basketball games with Chris Paul running the show. So thank you to him. Uh, Landry Shamit is headed to Washington. That's a huge deal for the Suns to get that money off the books. Landry Shamit's an okay basketball player, but he also makes way too much money for what he's producing. Um, and then you also have to think about, uh, I don't even know what I, sorry, I'm getting distracted because the U.S. Open's right next to me. Okay, uh, so there's several second round picks involved, so however many of that could be, I don't really think that matters. And uh, there are multiple pick swaps. So either way, this deal I think is great for the Suns in terms of what they gave up. Because you're getting Bradley Beal, who's probably, what, a top 25 player in the league. Somewhere in there, he's 29. Uh, The offense that the Suns are going to be able to use with Durant, Booker, and Beal is going to be insane to watch. There's no doubt about that. And we'll see what they do with DeAndre Ayton. But obviously they're not going to have very much flexibility to do anything in terms of bringing in bench players that are going to be making a lot of money. They're going to have to bring in a lot of minimum guys. You bring in the veterans, the guys who want to play. And you got to remember this about the NBA is that these veteran guys that will come in and be great bench players, you know, the Stanley Johnsons of the world, if you want to bring up any – or Terrence Ross, like those types of guys who are veterans who have been really good before in the past but are like good bench role player depth guys now, they're going to want to play on a team with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal. So I think that they're going to be able to find some guys there. And the big thing with this is that the Suns need to add – defensive guys, guys that are great defenders, guys that can shoot the three ball. There's still a lot that's going to be done to this roster. It's going to be a lot of minimum contract type guys. But either way, I think that it'll be very interesting to see how they uh, do that. Um, But I think it's going to be an intriguing part of this this offseason for the Suns is that, hey, you got Bradley Beal. That's a big get. That's a huge get. What are you going to do in terms of positional versatility? What are you going to do with your bench? And what are you going to do with DeAndre Ayton? Those are the three big things we have to figure out. And I think the Suns, despite the fact that they might not even have a – are they even going to have a draft pick this year? I think they'll be busy. I think Ayton could be on the move next week at the draft. That's June 22nd. Uh, Maybe I'll do a recap of the NBA draft podcast since one of my specialties, of course, as you'll see on this podcast in October for the preview in March during the tournament. College basketball, I've seen a ton of those guys play. So that's what I can offer people from from that perspective. And making the leap to the NBA is a bit of a different thing, but uh, I've seen a lot of those college players play. But anyway, overall, from a value perspective, I love the deal for the Suns. Uh, Chris Paul, it looks like this deal won't be finalized for a couple days because the Wizards want to bring in a third team. Uh, here's the part from Woj's, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's article on ESPN. Uh, quote, one of the reasons the deal could take a few days to complete will be to allow the Wizards to field offers to widen the deal to a three-team trade to give Paul the chance to land with a contender, sources told ESPN. Um, it seems like it's going to be the Clippers probably. That feels like the Clippers want to want to get him back in the mix uh, after many years of not being with the Clippers. But it's a different team, obviously, now with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard there. The West will be interesting next year because, obviously, Denver's going to be there, the champions. Uh, the Suns are going to be there, no doubt, with Durant, Booker, and Beal. Uh, the Warriors, I think, as long as Curry's around, they'll still be some sort of a factor. The Clippers, if they get Chris Paul, they'll be a big factor. I think the Clippers will be a very hard team to beat in the playoffs. Um, the Thunder are up and coming. I don't think that they're ready to to rock and to roll yet as a contender. What a weird thing that was to say. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean Memphis, who knows? Dallas, who knows? What are they gonna do with Luka? The Lakers are always gonna be overrated. Uh the Blazers seemingly want to build around Lillard, and maybe they don't now that the Beal very weird. I don't know. Uh, But the West will be very interesting. And the Suns are obviously going to be a big player. I'm very fascinated to see the roster that Frank Vogel has to work with in his first season with the Suns. Um, Very, very interested. I think it's going to be interesting. And, and you know, the DeAndre thing, I think the smart move for the Suns is to trade him, get the money off the books, and bring in more flexible bench pieces, I think, and like a a rim-protecting center. Um, but obviously, they they still seem intrigued by the uh, you know the concept of what Aiton's potential is, and um, who knows, man, I mean, it'll, it'll be curious. Uh, I mean, this tweet here from Sam Vicini or Vecchini—I don't even know—embarrassing. <laughs> uh, he's a senior writer at the Athletic NBA NBA Draft. He said, uh, "quote" in his tweet, and I totally agree. Think some folks are overthinking the quote. Suns just got Bradley Beal for a 38-year-old who can't stay healthy in the playoffs and Landry Shamet. Bradley Beal is really, really good. Exclamation point. So, yeah, I don't know. But we gotta, we got to relax and wait for this deal to become official. But, hey, I'm a fan of it. I mean, it's it, the Suns are going to be a team that's talked about. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, that's one of the parts that HB has really brought to the table is that the Suns are a factor, you know. Obviously, Devin Booker has always been really good, and uh, that's been well documented. But now he's got Durant and Bill with him. It'll be very interesting to, to watch. So, stay tuned for more Sun stuff throughout the uh, throughout the summers. They figure out their roster. Heck, if they do something with Aiton at the draft, I'll do a podcast on that as well. Uh, uh, elsewhere on the Substack, coming this week, we have the U.S. Open recap podcast episode. That'll be pretty quick, but we'll talk about what happened in that tournament and you know maybe some thoughts on LACC. Uh, I got an Aaron Rodgers article uh, podcast I've been waiting to get going on. I got to start working on that. A couple other things coming as well. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time.